0: Welcome back to Market on Close. I'm Oliver Rennick. It's time for some overlooked stocks. George Tillis has been digging through today's action to find some up movers in a down market, and he indeed found three of them low and behold. George, let's go to Massachusetts first, in particular, Chelmsford, Massachusetts, where you found a vacuum automation and instrumentation equipment provider, Brooks
1: Automation but it's kind of like a chip stock to some extent. Yeah, chips and robotics, OJ. It's actually a pretty interesting company in the semiconductor uh, equipment manufacturing business. Sounds like some MIT
0: connections perhaps up there.
1: Yeah, it could be, it could be. I mean, they do do robotics for like wafer handling and, and semiconductor. Manufacturing. They also have robotics that do things like contamination control. Okay. Systems for uh, wafer manufacturing. So, like industrial vacuums. Applications. Like if I'm in a lab and there's much, yeah. parts and dust
0: and I need to clean up my, you know, fabricator.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is uh, life life sciences. Uh, they actually uh, provide things like cold storage systems. It's all this MIT stuff, by the way, like informatics, human genomics. So all this stuff requires. temperature-controlled machinery, and that's where Brooks Automation also has another uh, core business. But an interesting company, OJ. It's actually up about 33% on the year. For a semiconductor company, it hasn't performed all that well, but uh, pretty interesting to see KeyBank going back to a couple quarters ago. They had a price target of $71. They increased that to $115 the next quarter, and they just recently... Up, their outperform rating to a price target of 146 and i think uh, one of the things to mention for the company despite it's been underperforming some of the semiconductor companies some of the bigger names that we know of like amd or or, uh, nvidia is taking a look at some of its financials which overall if you look at its quarter over quarter numbers uh, as reported last quarter in q2 Revenue was up five, uh, five-fold, quarter-over-quarter, quarter, as well as profit margins, which doubled as, alongside free cash flow. So I think this is a company that fits right into what uh, you know a lot of the folks were talking about in the panel just a moment ago. I think it was uh, Tom who mentioned, or Scott, semiconductor shortages. So I think this is a play on that, and uh, maybe this is why we're seeing the upgrade. I think the finances are one of the reasons why, but also... Uh, Looking at the price action of the stock, it's actually come down since May, where a lot of the growth companies, where this one is growing, uh, based on last quarter's result, about 43%, have actually done pretty well. This company has not, and I think now it's starting to catch attention by analysts.
0: Okay. Uh, George, I was just looking at some of the leadership on the team, a lot of engineers. And the one MIT grant I could find yeah. is uh, on the business side. So go figure. Bottom line, though, is they're doing pretty cool stuff. We were talking the future of tech with yeah. one of our guests here on the show uh, this afternoon. And with now the analysts catching wind of this, the overweight from KeyBank, uh, that uh, can go a long ways for companies that are you know small to mid-cap businesses.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting company in the sense that it is a small cap. I mean, total uh, revenue last quarter is a billion. Market cap is about $6 So I'm going to call it a small to mid-cap kind of company. But I think if you just look at the quarter-over-quarter metrics, and I did look at KeyBank's trajectory in terms of their ratings, I mean, they basically have doubled their ratings target in in the, in the nature of two quarters, in a sense, from 71, like I said, to 146. And it really goes alongside doubling of some of the income uh, Income statement financials. I mentioned that profitability had had doubled quarter over quarter. I also did notice that free cash flow doubled quarter over quarter. But there also was a nice improvement in top line sales by five times, not not year over year, but quarter over quarter. So uh, I think it was really overlooked, perhaps in terms of the uh, the bigger players in the uh, space when it came down to earnings. But this is a smaller, uh, more nimble company in the uh, in the semiconductor manufacturing space. It uh, doesn't get tension like Amat or uh, LRC, uh, LRCX or KLA 10 Core, but it's an interesting company in this space. I am looking price-wise because I've been burned too many times with the single-day price action. Mm-hmm. 91 and a quarter OJ. Watch for a couple of consecutive closes above that on a daily basis. Mm. That might be a good entry point.
0: All right. Uh, I see you. I see where you're getting that, George. I see a gap up from April around 91 and a quarter. I see uh, some support that kind of turned into resistance this summer, and now it's pushing up against that, trying to get through it. Brooks Automation on our list to watch. Okay. Uh, George, let's go over to AEHR. I'm not sure how to say this one. I'm going to go with AIR, Test Systems, a very fanciful spelled Air, but this is another engineering and tech company connected to semiconductors.
1: Yeah, so it's semiconductor. It's manufacturing test systems and equipment for quality control, and I think this is another interesting company in the space. It's a, certainly a much smaller company than uh, Brooks. Market cap is about 200 million. Four quarters of the last uh, year, OJ, only 16 million in sales. Uh, now, one of the things that's been going on is Uh, as looking for automobiles, there is a shortage of uh, new automobiles. There's also, again, a lot of demand for used automobiles because of the semiconductor shortage. And I think it's still ongoing and probably going to go on for quite a bit longer. And it's not my opinion. Just take a look at some major manufacturers like General Motors, Ford, and Toyota, which are cutting back their production uh, going forward into the back half of the year as well as for the beginning of 2022 because of this shortage. So AEH uh, uh, Air Systems is one of these companies that provides testing equipment and testing solutions for things like logic chips, optical chips, but also integrated circuits, and primarily one of their areas of interest is in the automotive space. So I think this company fits right in with the uh, supply chain issues and the semiconductor shortage that's going on in the automotive space. Now, there was a catalyst uh, today, in fact, that was very interesting. Uh, they procured a $19.4 million contract with an undisclosed automa- automotive manufacturer that is a Fortune 500 company. Now, the reason I brought up its revenue earlier of $16 million, it secured a contract over the next nine months that is equivalent to about 130% of its last year's revenue. So I think that's a primary catalyst. The other thing is um, it, it did have a break-even quarter last quarter. Its profit margin was actually 7% for the quarter, you take its last four quarters, profit margin was down 2%. So it did have a breakeven quarter, it's securing additional revenue. Uh, and I think uh, overall, it's probably at a free cash flow margin inflection point. So that's from an income statement standpoint, very impressive. But the catalyst for today's movement, I think, is not just the financials, the industry group, and of course, the demand for automotive chips, it has to do with the fact that it did secure a large contract. So Uh, This is an interesting company. I I think it's showing improvement when it comes down to its financial fitness. Uh, But I wouldn't doubt uh, at all to see a secondary offering because, look, if you secure a big contract, you're probably going to issue some shares because you need some working capital. So keep that in mind.
0: Okay. All right. So a little bit of a heads up that they might use this big stock, pop to try and uh, secure some working capital. Uh, and some spending. Uh, so interesting. All right, from 2 bucks to $9.20 since earnings. Certainly a move that warrants some attention here. Definitely an overlooked stock, though. Uh, but two here that have now kind of fallen into tangential semiconductor uh, industry suppliers. Your last one, George, is a more uh, direct materials play. Uh, Methanex. M E O H is the ticker. I got a feeling the stock's got something to do with methane.
1: It does it's a, in fact, it's a primary chemical company that uh, produces methanol, uh, which is used as sort of a feedstock for a lot of uh, different end products like adhesives and foams, okay. water fluid in your car, uh, uses methanol, oil refinery additives, and of course uh, biodiesel. So uh, okay. it is an input uh, chemical that goes into of course a lot of different things. Now when we talk about stocks, OJ, we always kind of look at things or I do at least, uh, t- or together we look at things from a financial statement standpoint, and I think this is a balance sheet issue. We, I mean, the last company we talked about, uh, AHR, was more of an income statement issue, and of course a top line sales issue. But I think what today's catalyst for the company is uh, the analyst upgrade uh, for the stock, which is down 14% a year to date. Barclays actually ups their target to 53 from 39 and upgrades the stock to an overweight rating, and I think it's uh, it's based on its balance sheet. I went and looked at the consensus price target. For the company, it's about $46. So, going back uh, and looking at the history, this is a situation where the analysts like what's going on from a balance sheet perspective because, just like many stocks in 2020, Methanex wasn't immune to what was going on. Uh, demand was cut back; they had to cut back production as well as dividend. But since they cut their dividend back to about a penny, they've increased it about 233%. Not to mention, if you look at last quarter's uh, earnings results. Uh, The revenue increased about 180% year-over-year. Profit margin, very respectable 10% on 22% gross margin. So they're very profitable relative to the price of their uh, goods and cost of goods sold, but the free cash flow. uh, This is where it really comes down to uh, what I think Barclays is looking at. The free cash flow yield for the company is about 15%, with free cash flow last quarter increasing 130%, particularly operating free cash flow, has jumped to about 28% relative to 17% last year. So if you look at the cash in the balance sheet, about $760 million, compared to a market cap of about $3 billion, uh, let's just uh, round things down. For the sake of things, about 25% of the balance sheet is cash. And so what I think is going on here is, is that Barclay sees this huge cash pile, not to mention the company spent about $105 million last quarter as reported in their earnings for working capital, that means they don't expect a lot of spending going forward. So, therefore, it seems like they have enough cash to either do things like share buybacks, pay additional dividends, which the company certainly has.
0: Okay. George, nice work. Uh, really interesting businesses here. And uh, really like uh, the way you're breaking it down for us. Always good, good finds, GT. Appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Our contributor from Salt Lake joining us with the Overlook Stocks of the
1: Day.